Hi, I'm Abby Feldman. And the last thing I prayed for was for everyone in the world to meditate so that we would stop being consumer assholes and take care of the planet that is in danger of becoming so hot that we can't live on it anymore because she'll be fine, but we will all perish. And also I prayed for a Netflix special because I would like to have one so that I can make my parents proud and make money. And I think I think that'll be a nice time. Hey, we're JC and Jessica, and this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Abby Feldman. Abby is a writer, comedian, vegan, bilingual person, and host of the podcast, Hi Babe. Oh, and she's a Fulbright scholar, making her the smartest person we've talked to so far. You can listen to Hi Babe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop on Saturdays, and they're only five minutes long, so just give a listen. You can also use Spotify to listen to her singles, Life is Amazing and Soft to Get. And don't blame me if you have Life is Amazing stuck in your head for weeks. Here's our talk with Abby Feldman. Abby, thanks for joining us. Thanks so Thank you for, for having me. Here. It sounded like we were ending it. Well, thanks for joining us. That was, that was very quick. <laughs> this has been really an awesome moment. And now it's over. Hello. Um, goodbye. <laughs> so let's start with where you're from. How many siblings <laughs> you have. This flow is already off. I don't like it. We have, <laughs> you do want to start I'm again? Too comfortable. I'm too comfortable. With we're you too comfortable. Let's, you guys should be nervous because I'm You're honestly a, a superstar. And I want... I want you guys to feel intimidated. How's your podcast going? Fuck you. That seemed like an attack. How's your podcast doing? (laughs) No, I feel like, do you still do it daily? No, I haven't been doing it daily. I've been doing it weekly since I started the second season, like a month ago. I just, daily is a lot if I don't have a ton of listeners. (laughs) Daily is a lot for anything I can't do anything daily except for like wash my face maybe so to do something (laughs) to do something that like actually takes time and like editing it's just I can't believe you ever even did it daily it's well I don't edit it I just record it into my phone and post it and it's actually like a free form like I I channel something and I don't even remember what I said after I'm done and it's only five minutes so it's just like it's like pooping, really. And I could do it every day. And I should do it every day. I do poop every day. I'm you do? Right You're lucky. I do. I do poop every day now. There was a time in my life where I didn't. And I can't, I don't know how I did it. I went to sleepaway camp for like my whole life. And I always would not poop for like the first three weeks of camp until I like settled into the environment. So that wow. is true. Yeah. Wow. Did you yeah. go to camp? I Of course I went to camp. Where did you go yes. to camp? I went to camp at Camp Gorham in the Adirondacks of upstate New York. And where are you from originally? I'm from Rochester, New York. Okay. How long would you go for? I would go for a month every summer. Two sessions. Oh, that's, that's pretty that's reasonable. That's two sessions? One month is two sessions? Yeah, it was two-week sessions. That's how oh. my camp was too. 
What I've gotten dragged for that. Mine was full eight weeks. Wow. Yeah. Which like slowly became like seven weeks as we started getting older. I don't know. I think like school dates maybe changed or like, I don't know. It used to be eight weeks. Now it's kind of like seven. But yeah, that's it's the full summer. Wow. I'm jealous of that. I don't know why I didn't go the full summer. I think it was just like cost more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is very expensive. But I, w- I loved it. I lived for it. I think it, I think it, it made my life. Like it gave you that sense of independence when you're like, a li- it's crazy. It's like you're going on vacation by yourself. It's the best thing ever. Do you still have any friends that you speak with that are from camp? Yes. Yeah. One of my, yeah. one of my very close friends, Carly. Well, I have a bunch of friends who went to my like high school and middle school and stuff who also went to camp. So I just consider them like my childhood friends, Yeah. but a couple of friends who were just camp friends. Um, I'm still friends with, and we were wild. Like we snack out and we smoked weed and we you like did? went skinny dipping. Yeah. My, they like called my parents. I remember when I was like 13 or 14, we like went skinny dipping with the CITs. They were like 16 and the camp, like we got in trouble and the camp called my parents and we're like, your child is crazy. Do you want to come get her? And they were like, no. <laughs> That's why we sent her to camp actually. Yeah. So she could have break. experiences in a safe place. Was it a Jewish camp? Sounds Jewish. It sounds Jewish because I went there, but it wasn't a Jewish camp. It was Camp Gorham. It's a YMCA camp, but it wasn't like Christian. And we actually did because, you know, Daisy, I'm very like spiritual and meditate yeah. and believe in God and stuff. And uh, we had this thing called chapel. Did you have this? No, I mean, we no. had we had a Friday night service for Shabbat mm-hmm. because mine was like a Jewish sleepaway camp. Oh. Not religious, but still like definitely a Jewish sleepaway right. camp. Right. See, that sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah, we had something called chapel where like we would walk silently into the woods and we would there'd be like a little chapel made out of, you know, like wooden seat, you know, log pews. And mm-hmm. there's a little stage under the stars. It'd be like the moon and the stars. And we'd hear like the loons on the lake and like the hot counselors would like sing Cat Stevens' Wild World. And I would like cry. <laughs> I was like, it is a wild world. <laughs> Do you still think about the hot counselors from your camp? I actually have some of them on Facebook. And I'm like, I wonder if like one day that'll just like work out. I like always still holding on to hope. I mean, I like still am too. I thought that I was like always going to end up with this one counselor from camp who was like a counselor when I was a camper. And when I moved out here, we like, I think I've told this story maybe already on the podcast, but like we like went on a few dates and it wound up not working out. You've not told that story. I haven't. No. He's, He's the one that took me to Hillsong Church. Oh, it wound up yes, being yes, like yes. super weird. And um, he's a great guy, but he wound up, it didn't work out and he got married like last year. So I guess it's off the table now. Congrats to him. Also, Hillsong is a great, That's it seems like a, I've never been, but I've seen the lines outside the places in New York and I, and it seems like a really good vibe. It was, a, you know, minus like the blood of Christ talk. It was like a fun mm-hmm. time. You're not I wonder, into that. <laughs> only on only on Fridays. We went on Wednesday. I, so I wonder how mega churches are doing in COVID because you can't 
have that many people on a Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) But also, not to judge, but I feel like so many people who attend mega churches would be like, it's fine. We'll still go in person. I'm not saying they would wear a mask. I'm not saying they wouldn't. But I don't think they're going to toss up. Why don't we just look it up, see if they're still having services. And see if we can get tickets. (laughs) See if we can get tickets. I bet they're doing some online stuff. I've been doing a lot of like online spiritual stuff. I actually met a guy in an online Zoom meditation group. How did you find the meditation group? Through like the center that I go to in New York. But they have centers like all over this, all over the country. And this guy was in my Zoom and I was like, you know, there's like no dudes that you'd be interested in usually in these kind of things. And I was like, he's like decent. And so did you like side chat on the Zoom? We like, we started like following each other on social media and then like DMing each other and then like talking. And then we were like FaceTiming and like messaging a bunch. And I was like really into this guy. And then he was 26. So... (laughs) (laughs) That's not how I thought it was going to end. But I know. I know. Sad. Did you like not I keep falling realize? in love with like 25-year-old people. I know. I feel like this is like a recurring theme for you. I know. It's really, it's really an issue because I think I'm very like, I think people think that I'm like 25 or 26. I was and like, say, you I, look very young, but you don't, when you speak, you speak like you've had experiences. So people should know better. I have Can I ask you how old you are? I'm 33. Okay. That's young. You have a life ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) It is young, but not young enough to be like hanging out with 25-year-olds all the time. Not for Zach Braff or Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that at a certain point, like we work in comedy. It's not like I'm a lawyer who is now like, you know, taking on high level cases and like can't be hanging out with 20, like 25 yeah. year olds are doing the same thing I'm doing. <laughs> We're all doing the same thing, <laughs> you know? So it's like, and I am very like, I am very like, y- this sounds so old. I'm very youthful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel 33, whatever that means. But like, so I, I do get along with people who are younger than I am. But then at a certain point you're like, I want to, you know, I don't know. I can't think of a grown up thing to do. What, what do grown ups do? health insurance (laughs) yeah 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 or just like you know I want to go on an actual date and like go to and like have you come up with a plan of where you're going to take me not just like text message forever yeah no do you only date Jewish people or do you not care no I don't only date Jewish people I hardly date Jewish people but I I think I do like the idea of Jewish people more and more as Mm. I um as I kind of like cling to this idea of my father as like the only man that's ever been good to me. That makes sense. So as that, as, as my brain kind of processes that, like, hmm, all the times you've dated other men that aren't your dad, <laughs> <laughs> bad things have happened. So like maybe find one like dad. Oedipus complex, baby. Massive, massive Oedipus, massive. Um, I do want to go back to, obviously you were speaking about being spiritual and loving chapel for that reason in camp. When did you realize that you had so much spirit inside of you? Was it when you were younger or did you like grow into it? I love that question, JC. So much spirit inside of you. Um, 
It's so cute. It actually makes me want to cry. <laughs> like, the, because we forget. We're just, we you have, you know, I think I always knew there was more to life. Um, from at the time I was very little, I used to fly when I was little. Like, um, I used to not talk about this, but then I found out other people had these experiences where you were time changes and you like can run and then like take off and fly. That happens to me too in your dreams. Well, it happens to me in my dreams now, but I think when you're a child, either it's really happening physically or it's happening in a way in your consciousness where it's, there isn't a differentiation between like, I'm doing air quotes, reality and, uh, and you know, your imagination or not your imagination, like your dream conscious level. Mm -hmm. Um, and I talked to someone about it recently and basically I would like run towards the stairs and then jump down the stairs, but I, I would go at a pace where like I'm floating through the air and like I'm dancing with my fingers to give you the illustration, but it's like, it's like, uh, 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 uh. I can see what you're saying, but I have certainly never felt that. Really? Okay. It's just this very, it's kind of like time stands still. And I can even hear the sound it makes in my ear is different. It's like slow-mo sound of the wind as you're floating down the stairs. Um, Anyways, I knew there was more. I loved going to temple as a kid. Like I loved the smell and I loved the air and like the energy that's in this place where everyone is like chanting and being devoted. So yeah, I think I forgot about that though, like in my teenage years and I drank a ton and, um, you know, just like only wanted to like hook up with boys and smoke weed and party and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think there's also an aspect of that that's related to spirituality where it's like, I want to be totally free and I want to find my true essence. And like, you kind of find your true essence when you're like blackout drunk, but, um, but you think it's like the drunk that got you there instead of like something within you. Oh my God. It's all inside your head. And it's just like, everything is functioning differently because you have alcohol in your system, but all that information and thoughts and desires are there and sort of latent. This is not scientific at all, but yeah, well, it's like, it's it's it makes sense. It's kind of getting to an essential place, you know, it's like you're not worried about school or work or grades or or whether someone likes you or if you're good enough or or successful enough or um, anything like that. You're just kind of in this you're in the present moment. Mm -hmm. You're you're in a more like primitive area of your of your being. You're saying and doing kind of your your basic things the difference between that and spirituality is you are totally present and and awake and conscious when you're meditating and you get to that very primitive, you know, pure place, but you're not like making out with a 25 year old. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that you believe in God. What does God look like to you? And when did you start believing in God? Wow, that's an amazing question. Um, God to me is the purest essence of me. So when I meditate, there's a, you know, some days I meditate and I'm just being quiet and listening to my breath and maybe repeating a mantra internally. And I get to a peaceful place, but it's 
it's just, it's still me. It's still like very Abby. And then there's other days where I get to this other dimension, this other state where I'm witnessing Abby and I'm witnessing her thoughts. And it's like the witness consciousness that they talk about. Maybe you've heard of, mm-hmm. it's just this like some, some, some energy is watching us all doing the things or, you know, remembering the dreams we had at night or, you know, aware of the thoughts we're having. Um, and I think it's, I think it's what, you know, it's what makes us different than just like a pile of flesh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like animating us. And, um, how much practice in your meditation had you had prior to getting to that like higher state? Um, so I had glimpses of that higher state pretty early on, even like before I had a regular meditation practice, just Mm -hmm. like moments of enlightenment or awakening, I would say that are like, Whoa, this, this is something real. You know, you just know when something's real. Like, you know, if I say I love you and if I mean it or I don't, you know, it's, I think that's the kind of difference between like getting there or not getting there. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and I do think it's kind of comparable to like an orgasm in a way where it's like, you can't, it's really hard to describe, but like, you know, you had one. Right. right. And I think that's kind of the way it was the first few times. I was like, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> like, I don't know what I like touched inside me to get there, but I want to get there more and be there more. And then like a regular practice of meditation happened. And then I like, you know, so probably it probably took me multiple years. Like I would say five yeah. or six years before I could get to that really deep state almost every time I meditate. Do you find that like your self-talk ever gets in the way of either your meditation practice or just like getting to that place? Just because I found when I used to meditate quite regularly and I like sometimes it got to the point where like my own voice in my own head was so annoying to me that I like couldn't even concentrate on meditating. Um, But other times it was a huge success. So I'm just curious about like your experience. Yeah. All I'll say is do it for more, just keep doing it and do it for longer periods of time. Like my, my mind still today I meditated and I don't think I really got to the deepest place I could. I definitely didn't. It still happens. I have lots of negative self-talk and crazy thoughts in my head, but I just know that the longer you do it, like if you can, this is going to sound like a lot, but like if you can meditate for between an hour and a half to three hours, I know that's a long time. It's a long time, but you can do, you can do it. First of all, I started meditating lying down. Oh, that's what I do. If I start getting like pain in my back, da, 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 da. so I just start meditating lying down. I kind of make my body really straight and make my arms like almost like they're my shoulder blades, and my arms are supporting my chest so that I don't get super comfortable and like fall asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. You want almost want to like keep yourself like super like straight and erect while you're what lying down. What do you do with your hands? In your lying down position? I'll put both my hands in chin mudra, like pointer finger and thumb Uh together. Like I'm doing like A-OK or like white power upside down. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) put both my hands like that on the side of, on my sides, face down, palms down. I do this one. Which one is this? JC's grabbing her thumb. Yeah. Those of you who can't see, which is everyone. She's grabbing her thumb, her her left thumb with her right hand. Like she's going to do like a got your nose. Yeah, that's the, what that has a name. I don't remember. That's like how I originally learned 
And I, I yeah. stuck with that. If that, that form. works for you, do it. I don't know that one, but why not? <laughs> you can also just put your hands. I mean, if you're going to do like a, like a hour or two hour meditation, you know, but listen, I know it sounds so like so much. That's when it really starts to happen. Cause then you go through the whole Rolodex of your thoughts, you know, like you've mm-hmm. scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. And like you said, like, he, does he actually even love me? Or like, are my parents even human beings? Like, am I a total failure? Do I have a terminal illness? You go through all the thoughts, all the thoughts, all the thoughts. And then, you know, then you start to be like, yeah, trees exist and I'm farting right now and pizza tastes good. And you go through all the things and then they start being thoughts that aren't really consequential to you. And then at the end, there's no thoughts and it's amazing. That sounds like bliss. That's what it is. You basically just have to let your, and the reason why it's, it's good to have a constant practice is if you spend two hours out of your day meditating tomorrow, you're going to have fewer crazy thoughts because mm-hmm. the more time out of your 24 hours are spent, the more time you spend meditating or being spiritual or having spiritual practices, the less you're going to have like gossipy thoughts, the less you're going to have like, you know, pressury thoughts, social media thoughts, political thoughts, because if you spend 12 hours out of your day meditating, those, that's all the input your brain had. Would you say that meditation is sort of like prayer for you? Yeah, I just love how this, like, we didn't plan what this was going to be about. And it's like, I'm just doing like a weird workshop. But um, <laughs> that's kind of what this whole podcast is, though. People come on, they teach us about things. So like, the whole thing is that like, Jess and I are big dummies. Um, no, I'm just kidding, Jess. But we... Like, no, it's true. We want to like explore our culture, our religion, our spirituality. We don't have a lot of prior knowledge slash like help me with another word or knowledge that we retained at least like we certainly we went to Hebrew school and had bat mitzvahs and stuff but not a lot of it stuck so we're Mm. sort of trying to rebuild that as adults but also like learn new practices and such yeah I will say this is a good thing to bring up for for the Jews is that um beings finding spirituality on my own and having a meditation practice has made me appreciate my Jewish upbringing so much more and makes me understand like the traditions and the, and like the prayers and everything so much more. Like I pray to all my food, like I, before I eat, I like send it good energy and like say a little inner prayer to my food or like even before I have sex, I like bless it and like set intentions and like prayer. So like when Jews do that too, they say a prayer like after they poop. There's a prayer for I didn't know that. There's a prayer for everything. It's like, thank you for allowing my body to release excrement. And it's like, thank you for allowing me to, it's like, which if you think about it is so valid, you know? I need a so, poop prayer. I, I should learn it immediately. Maybe I'll have better luck. You should Maybe say that's a your prayer. Problem. You should Maybe say a prayer. You should say a prayer. You could put your hands right on your belly and just be like, I love you. Thank you for taking care of me. I'm sure you're doing the best you can. And I would really appreciate if you could take a shit. <laughs> I think it, it might, might help. It, it's not going to hurt. That's for sure. It might if you keep it in there any longer. A lot of it is mental. So I figure if I do give like good vibes to my belly. It's, it's all chance. mental. It's all mental. And all life is, is like the intention you give life. You know what I mean? Like 
you can, you can go through the life and do the exact same things and be like, my life sucked. Or you could go through the life and do the exact same things and be like, what an incredible, amazing life I have. It totally is all about perspective and how you choose to see things. Yeah. You could be like, Oh, I gotta go take a shit. Or you could be like, I get to go take a shit. I get to go take a shit. Mm -hmm. I get to go take a shit. I could be like, I have to talk to two Jappy fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> or like, I get to talk to two fucking Jappy motherfuckers. I wouldn't say so, Jess is Jappy, but I'll take oh, the compliment. Was, Are you kidding me? So flattered. No one's ever called me Jappy and it's been a lifelong goal of mine. Are you kidding me? You're super Jappy. I feel but like- your eyebrows. Okay, hear me out and don't <laughs> shut the computer in my face, Abby. Rochester Jappy- is much different than like LA Jappy, Westchester Jappy, Long Island Jappy. Well, I guess you did. You went to Syracuse. So what am I saying? Yeah, you, but you, you would be like, you would have been in like the theta, whatever, whatever the a, Jews were already with. A E5. I was not in that. Yeah, yeah. And neither was Jess. For anyone who doesn't know, a Jap is a Jewish American princess. <laughs> I feel like we should clarify that. But yeah. JC, what do you think the different types of Jappy girls are? Jappy women. Um, well, there, there are Jappy girls as well, so don't get it twisted. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of types. LA Jappy and New York Jappy is very different. Um, I find that LA Jappy is rooted in like actual money. Like there's mm. a lot of entertainment money. They might have like slightly no. better style than New York Japs. And New York Japs it's are like, just like, it's a more of an attitude thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know LA Jap at all, but like, it's just like a vibe. It's it's pretty much like, uh, like pretty and like has like nice jewelry. It's Got a Tiffany accent. necklace for her bat mitzvah. Yeah, Tiffany necklace for the bat mitzvah and like a longchamp purse and like straight hair straighteners and um, eyebrows. You guys have both have really nice eyebrows. I haven't and done them in so long. They're unhinged. Thank you so much. I like I them, love, I like them too. I don't know. Thank we're you. just, we're, we're creating more stereotypes for Jewish people, which probably doesn't need to exist in the world. And um, that's true. It's just the a point is, it's there are all types of Jewish people and they're all types of Jappy type of people as well. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so insightful. I, I feel like even even in my own family, like I think my sister would be like jappier than I am. Like she okay. always has like long brown hair and she's like cares about her, like how she looks and her outfits and like works out all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, has has to have like everything just so. Like when, when like a style comes out, she like has to have it. And I'm just like, you know, free spirit. What, how old is she? She's 36. And she is, what's her, what's her deal? What, how is she? What's up, what's up with her? Where does she live? Is she married? She's married. She has two kids. She has my two little nieces and, um, she's a physician's assistant. She's, um, she's great. We talk all the time. She's kind of, um, like, she, you know, we always talk about how, like, I'm much more like passionate than she is. Like I, I care about causes and the world and I'm like spiritual and, hornier like I'm a hornier person than she is I've I've need to fall in love with people and she's just kind of more like you know a planner (laughs) (laughs) she's like a planner and like a type a and she's amazing I have two sisters she's 
she's my sister's closest to me in age. My other sister is quite a bit older because um, we're from different marriages of my mother's, mm-hmm. but she's not Jaffe at all. She's very like salt of the earth, like crafty lady. I, I see some crafty lady in you. Oh yeah. I see Absolutely. Some crafty lady in me. Yeah. I edit my own videos. You, I mean, you are incredibly talented when it comes to video production, editing, performing, all the things. So, thank you, baby. Definitely, crafty lady. Thanks, mama. Of course, I just called you baby and mama. (laughs) (laughs) Baby mama. Baby mama. Thank you, baby mama. I Um, want everyone to have babies. I'm projecting. I want to have babies. Um, would you? Would you have one soon? (laughs) Yes, I would have one very soon. I would have one. I would have one super soon. I feel like this is a good time to have kids because anything goes. And I mean, not for like the, you know, the pandemic health reasons, it's complicated, but because we're all kind of taking a step back and we're not like, everything must be happening on schedule at the right time perfectly. Like, I feel like this is a time where we can kind of like, everyone's working from home. I could just find Mm -hmm. my dude and like hole up and have some good (laughs) sex. And then like in a few months, just be privates. Easy as that. Easy as that. I feel like, I don't know if it's easier or harder to have a kid right now. I really can't decide. We and luckily know. I don't have to decide, but. Yeah. Also, it's good. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. Like, it's going to be a challenge regardless. And there's always going to be a challenge. But if you want to do it, I'm sure now is as good a time as any. Probably. If slash when you have a kid, would you want to raise it? him or her Jewish, them Jewish? I, I would definitely want to raise the child with Jewish um, tradition and understandings. Um, I would also, I would, my more, more than that, I would want it to meditate and have spirituality in its life. Mm-hmm. And um, I also do, I do want that for my partner. I want him to have some, some spiritual practice and openness to like our kids having a spiritual upbringing. You don't hear people say that a lot. You don't hear people say that a lot? About wanting their kids to meditate and be spiritual. I think they're usually like, I want, I was raised Catholic. I want my child to be Catholic. My child is going to be baptized, but they don't really care if they're like connected to God necessarily, whatever that might mean. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fundamental. I was just having that thought, I think in bed this morning, I was just like, all of the world's problems would be solved if everyone meditated like we have seven years until we have like an unreversible climate crisis and it's because we're all rushing towards what towards towards that I mean we all need to be we need the earth's consciousness to be raised immediately Mm -hmm. everyone needs to be meditating everyone needs to be compassionate and loving and I know that is very contrary to like the capitalist model but you know, I love things. I, you know, I love houses and cars and clothes and good food, but like there's, I would rather have like the continuation of our species. So like, that's what so everyone kind of, get a grip. Yeah. That's, that's something that's very um, disturbing and worrisome to me. I would agree with that. I think we need conscious people to raise kids in the world um, mm-hmm. and raise them well. But, you know, maybe that will mean I'll adopt like 50 children who need to be adopted because that's also a a thing. So we also could move like not that moving would solve the problem, but like where am I to another planet? 
<laughs> just do another country. <laughs> I mean, I know we were talking about like emissions and climate change and that's happening all over the world. But in terms of like this country specifically, moving is an option. Not that we can really get visas. So I guess it's not an option. Just ignore Well, me. here's what here, I've given that thought. And basically I have lived out of the country for extended periods of time multiple times and some there's something to be said for being in the eye of the storm and like mm-hmm. being the source of the world's mouths instead of you know experiencing the repercussions of it because when when we suck the whole world feels it you know like when we do terrible things economically mm-hmm. or socially or whatever not i mean obviously that sounds like a ton of hubris but like there are there are like economical things we do that have an effect everywhere. And I've lived in countries like Argentina and Spain and other countries where like that, when, when the economy crashes, it's felt so much stronger than if you're here. Like there's Mm -hmm. not that people aren't in total economic ruin here, but I have given it thought. And I think I would rather be here trying to change the way our government does things and the way our organizations do things and our corporations do things and try to actually like halt or change or reverse or whatever the damage we're doing instead of just like running away to an island. Though like running away to an island sounds really nice sometimes. Until the sea level rises so high that you can no longer safely be on the island. (laughs) Totally. Like your houseboat just totally floats away. I think living on a cruise ship, obviously not during a pandemic, but during normal circumstances, that's probably your best bet. Yeah, but now this... But they they go down sometimes. Oh yeah, the Titanic. I think the moral of the story is like you're not really safe anywhere. Like you're gonna ha- rather you're going to have problems and encounter issues no matter where you go. So you might as well deal with them instead of just running away from them and encountering new ones. Yeah, I mean, I love to run away from my problems, but at this point, I'm kind of willing to face them. And um, fuck, I really want us to do stuff to make the world continue to exist. If your career wasn't rooted in comedy, what would you be doing? I feel like you 100% have what it takes to be like the most influential humanitarian on the planet. <laughs> like a Jewish hey. AOC. Oh my yeah. gosh, you guys. Well, I went to school for broadcast journalism and political science in Spanish. I did the State Department abroad summer thing where I worked in the press department of the U.S. Embassy in Madrid. And then I got a Fulbright scholarship and I was doing this documentary in Argentina. And I was like, that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, a diplomat or I'm going to really make a difference. I'll be the secretary of state one day. And I just saw how much red tape and, and like bureaucracy there is in politics and in journalism even. And just like your hands are always tied because there's always influences of like, your boss or your, your sponsorship or like where it takes six months to get approved to do the, the event you want to do. And so honestly, comedy was like, you can say whatever you want immediately. You can make a movie, you can do a special, you can write a song, like you can make a sketch, whatever you do, you know, I can do my, I can make a sketch in a day and put it out there and you know, it would be great to have a bigger platform where like it can affect more change. But like, yeah, I would love to, you know, work with humanitarian stuff and save the children and the whales and the water and pick up garbage out of the ocean and all that stuff. Just to name a few things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The bottom line is everyone, 
we just need, we just need people like influencers to have better perspectives because that's all people, people like look to their influencers for their whatever. And it's like, if every influencer meditated and was vegan and didn't, and was like non-consumer. Did you guys see the bullshit that Addison Ray pulled like yesterday? I hate that I saw this and I hate that I know, oh, but if these kids I don't are like, that is. she's like the most popular influencer for like people like 21 and under basically. On uh-huh. TikTok, and right? She's a TikTok star, but now she's like fucking huge everywhere. So someone like leaked her voter registration, but it, it came it came to be that it was fake. Someone released that she like registered as Republican. And instead of like turning it on its head and like saying, no, this is my voter registration. I did this, this, this and whatever. And I'm whatever. She came, took to Twitter and was like, this is fake. I know because I've never even registered to vote and I never have and I haven't done it. So like, this is fake. Like, oh just, God, are you kidding me? That's just, so silly, Billy. And she's like 20. Like you could have registered two years ago. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Well, this would be a good opportunity for her to be like, all this stuff happened and I wasn't registered. Well, now I have registered. Mm-hmm. I'm voting for Biden and Harris. Exactly. Like use your platform. Something that really confuses me is all of these influencers telling people to vote, encouraging them to register, reminding them of deadlines, but not telling them who to vote for. Well, I I was saying that the other night I did this live stream and I was like, when I say vote, it's implied it's for Biden Harris. Like don't vote (laughs) if it's not for them. I, I tweeted this the other day. I was like, for social distancing and safety purposes, they've announced that everyone voting for Biden-Harris will be voting on November 3rd and everyone voting for anyone else is voting on November 4th. And <laughs> I mean, let's and get I, the word out. I think we should make the word, word get out really virally. Thank you so much for chatting with us and teaching us about meditation and your life and your philosophy. It's been very insightful and entertaining. Abby, thank, thank you, you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. You should have the last word. You should thank us again. Thank you again. (laughs) I'm going to thank you again and again. Thank you forever and ever. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us, Abby. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Abby Feldman. That's A-B-B-Y. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review us. Follow us on Insta at PrayForUsPod. And if you feel like it, you can send us a note at PrayForUsPod at gmail.com. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs>